0: Hey guys welcome back to pretentious pundits a podcast where we discuss all things football and pretend to know what we're talking about uh this is our review for uh, EPL game week 2 and uh, all i can say is it's been a very exciting game week yes very exciting yes indeed uh, yes indeed i don't think there's been a single game that ended in a draw this game week if i'm correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think yeah, there's a single yeah, no, game no, that no, has ended no, in a draw no, this week no, no, no. and what around 44 goals scored this game week
1: I think
0: it was, a, it was a new record. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir, it had to week. be. There was in some insane score lines. And talking about insane score lines, let's just jump into the first fixture right away Everton versus uh, West Brom. Scintillating fixture. What a That's the opening game you want from a game week. The score line ended like 5 2, but trust me, it could have been way more for uh, Everton. Uh, I mean, uh, highlights of the game for me would be obviously Dominic Calvert Lewin's uh, hat trick. And, uh, also the sending off, which I feel like West Brom could have avoided. It was pretty pointless Karen reaction. Gibbs. Yeah. What was that reaction from Kieran Gibbs? Uh, all Hamez did was bump into him and to have such a poor... I mean, you know, if you do something like that, the player has all the right to go down to the deck and pretend to, you know, uh, be really hurt. But, uh, once the VAR saw it, there was no escape. And, uh, the, to West Brom's credit, they actually came back to 2-2 in the second half, but I feel like uh, the extra man really helped Everton you know Everton completely demolished them and uh, speaking of uh, Everton demolishing them uh, they had 71% possession in the game crazy at full time Everton had 71% of possession and uh, people have been talking about uh, James Rodriguez and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin but Richarlison also popped up with two assists which is uh, in, which in my opinion is really great for Everton yeah. it just goes to show mm-hmm. that this side is settling in really well you know yes. and this is the direction that uh, the club needs to take if they you know want to uh, perform better than they did last season i mean as we all know everton have had a couple of disappointing seasons in the past and i think uh, their bid to revive their uh, performance in the premier league has paid off with the new manager An- ancelotti and the signings the midfield has been completely revamped and as you can see it works alan was brilliant and uh, all in all amazing fixture. And I feel like Everton could have won by more. And uh, moving on, speaking of uh, scintillating fixtures, this is perhaps the most interesting game we've seen all game week and that is Leeds versus Fulham. And uh, Shri Hari right here is going to mm-hmm. describe the action that took place in that
2: game. 7 goal thriller, what can I say? What a match. What a match. You know, it, like Leeds got their first win. The first PL home win in 16 years. And I would say like Leeds were dominating most of the time, but when the scoreline reached 4-1, that is the time you know Fulham got a hold into it. Then Mitrovic scored, and then the Bobby Reed scored, but it didn't help them win the match. All it ended up is like Leeds winning 4-3. It was a very good match in my opinion. One of the most, the I in my personal opinion, it is the game of the Kaifu, I would say it was like you know very challenging for the both the teams who just got promoted both of them were looking for win and it was pretty much evident in the match
0: and i so, feel yeah, like uh, I yeah and i feel like <laughs> fulham came back a rejuvenated team yeah. after half time yeah
2: mm, yes Mitru, it scored yeah. two, two goals mm, yeah and uh, Scott but it Parker. was just not you know but it was just not enough for the win yeah
0: it was just not enough i feel like they were unlucky not getting the win, mm. but uh, yeah,
2: yeah, they got into game like very late, very very yeah. late. Like, like Leeds had scored already four goals. That is the time mm-hmm. like when they got into the game, they got a hold into it. But it was very late, I think. Otherwise, it would have ended up as a draw. But a seven-goal thriller, one of the best match, my opinion, game of the week. And Helder uh, Costa called? and Patrick
0: Bamford, what a game they had. For. Yeah, and yes, uh, yes. so did Mitrovic. So I guess that's one positive for Scott Parker's side, but. Fair to say that they have a lot of things to figure out. Now they have oh. lost two of their opening fixtures. So it's all down to their third game week and we'll cover that in the preview later. But swiftly moving on to the third fixture and uh, I can see a very disappointed Manchester United fan down there. Uh, I mean, uh, expectations are obviously high from the first four. <laughs> <point. laughs> uh, you can see the disappointment. but. Uh, not do it, don't. Fawaz, would you like to tell us what you were expecting from the game and uh, what you felt yeah. at the full-time whistle
1: uh, Manu considered three goals and uh, the lineup. like I said before, I, I don't think that was a good choice from Ole. And he chose Fosu even though he had a decent game. Uh, the first goal came from the right flank. Klub just uh, exploited with uh, his pace and gave a ball into Townsend. And then the second goal, uh, it was we were we were kind of unlucky because you have to overlook those decisions. I mean, Dagea made a decent save. I wouldn't call it a good penalty by Jordan, Jordan Ayu, but uh, I think Dagea did good. And then when it was when he had to retake the penalty, I yeah, think I uh, sure. went down.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So, anyways, after uh, few substitutions, Vanu looked. Could again. Like I said, 17 shots they had. They could have done much better, especially after Van Der Beek's goal. I mean, he found the space, you know, to get into Crystal Palace's defense. You know how they defend like 8-9 players in the box. I don't know how he found the space and after that goal, Manu played. They played really well. They were in Crystal Palace's half only. But there was this one chance exploited by Wilfried Zaha. And the defenders should have done much better, especially Lindelof, because none of them, neither uh, Maguire nor Lindelof committed, no one tried to intercept and Zaha just got this bit of space and he just took the shot. Hmm. So, after that I think the whole morale went down and that's when Manu lost the game and they have have to improve a lot, I mean they have to get a new player. But yeah, Crystal Palace hats off to Roy Hodgson, he, he did a good job and uh, Wilfred Zaha as well. I mean, he could have turned out a great player for us, but has ruined everything. <laughs> I think you Before, should have
0: had, uh, made another sign with said Mo should have never happened.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think s- that was uh, yeah. Alex
1: Ferguson's only decision in life.
0: And I feel like uh, Manu Manuel very lucky to uh, be beaten by 3-1 because Jordan Io squandered some pretty strong chances. And by yes, pretty strong no, chances, no. I'm talking like there were 2-3 chances where he should have found the net. Yeah. But he didn't.
1: I mean, I was surprised. Even though Crystal Palace had 24% possession, they had 14 shots on the goal. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised by the way they played.
0: I mean, Roy Hodgson still he got it. Pretty- yeah. And I feel yeah, like uh, people are criticizing... Uh, you know, Crystal Palace for defending in mass, but it's just uh, it's just a it style works. of play. Yeah, it works. It
1: works. Yeah, yeah for all exactly. tactics. That's
0: what. Yeah, and uh, pretty much, yeah. If any other team does yeah. it, say like uh, Athletic Madrid, who have pretty much, uh, it was their idea to start park the bus. They used to do it way back mm-hmm. in the Champions League fixtures against Barca and all. So back then, people have no problem with it. But when uh, smaller teams like Crystal Palace start to do it against uh, bigger teams people have such huge problems and I feel like that's just... uh, That's just being a little hypocritical in my opinion. I feel like Crystal Palace should be given a lot of credit and so should Roy Hodgson. The man still got it. He's come in and won the... He's won two... uh, You know, uh, the he's won games at Old Trafford in two consecutive seasons now. And I feel like... uh, Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's insane. That's pretty insane. And uh, speaking of doing better, uh, we should quickly move on to the next game that was... uh, Arsenal versus West Ham, and West Ham, I mean, trust me, Arsenal should have done much better in this game, but West Ham too. uh, They have had the chance, once they equalized, to go ahead. I mean, you know, uh, they should have uh, created yeah, yeah. more. Or they should have had uh, a little more incision in their gameplay. But Arsenal too, I mean, uh, despite having around uh, 68% possession, they're pretty much struggling the entire game. And if it weren't for Nketiah's well-timed goal, and I think it was Sebayos who assisted it, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's one pairing I definitely did not see after the training ground bust up between the two. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like. uh
1: I mean, it happens with football, but.
0: Yeah, it happens. Uh, uh, yeah. Football, you
1: know? Put that behind and game.
0: Pretty much. And uh, this, this is when you start uh, questioning, uh, you know, West Ham. Like, uh, how do you uh, let us. Like, Arsenal have control of the ball, right? And you know what is going to happen. They should have defended much better the entire game. And uh, also, Arsenal struggled pretty much to score that uh, late winner, which they shouldn't have. Considering how they started their opening game week and considering the calibre of players they have right now, their defence is considerably better than the last season. And so is their attack. I mean, now that uh, Lacazette is starting regularly and he has, you know, uh, he's in good form. uh, To uh, not be able to, you know, uh, score more goals... I mean, Arsenal definitely should have made more of the possession that they had. But uh, regardless, Mm. they've come away with a win. And uh, Mikel Arteta has had a very successful start to the league campaign. So, uh, Arsenal, in my opinion, uh, should just uh, try to hold on to this form. And uh, at the end of the day, a victory is a victory. So, if it keeps them going, then fair enough. And uh, uh, the next game, pretty much, uh, you know... Probably the most interesting fixture I saw the entire game week. Obviously, there was uh, Leeds United and Fulham. But this fixture gives it a close competition. And I'm talking about Southampton versus Tottenham. And Yasser is going to be talking about that one.
3: Yeah, Southampton versus Spurs. It uh, was played at St. Mary's. I mean, uh, Spurs won 5-2, which was, I think, after the first game, it, it was a surprise for everyone. Southampton started the game really well. Uh, they had possession. They They moved the ball around. But then uh, Harry Kane scored a goal which was disallowed uh, because Son was uh, rolled as offside. So, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, they started the game really well. But then, you know, uh, Southampton got a goal out of nowhere. Danny was with a really well-taken goal. Yes, uh, yes. Ball from Kyle Walker-Peters. And he took one touch and just slotted it in the bottom left. It was a brilliant goal. I mean, uh, it was... Uh, they caught him off-guard. Spurs were... Uh, they, they were the no man's land. And then, yeah. when Southam, and then at the end of time, I mean, and, and at the end of the first half, uh, uh Endomele picked the ball in midfield. He played it to Kane. Kane played to Son. And then Son just took, took his chance, drilling team. And that put a brilliant end to the first half his first because they didn't look threatening in the entire half. And they got a goal. And at the start of the second half, I mean, Son just came into it.
2: Sonaldo.
3: Kane, Kane was on fire. Yeah, Sonaldo. Exactly. I mean, Kane was on fire. Kane just kept, he just, he just looks up once and Southampton mm-hmm. defense, like, they play so high, such a high defensive line. So, I mean, you just play one ball and it's, I mean, you find Son and he scores. And that happened multiple times after that. He scored four goals in the game. Kane had four assists and Kane ended up scoring another. One goal. So Southampton, yeah, exactly. Southampton Southampton then had a penalty which uh, Jennifer won. And, uh, and Adani who got his second goal. So, it's overall, I think Southampton are in a really bad place because they lost their two, their first two games. Uh, and they lost their Carabao Cup uh, th- third-round tie as well. So, it's not looking great for Southampton right now. Hmm. But great for Spurs.
1: Yeah,
0: great yes, for Spurs. Right. And this could probably be a turning point considering they have two new signings now in key areas with the arrival of the likes of Gareth Bale and Long. And yes. I feel like uh, Southampton should just uh, try and recover from this because we've seen Ralf Hutel recover his team from la- in the last season yeah, as well. I mean, that uh, nine-nil, yeah, the nine-nil loss at home and the way he's yeah. turned around the team. Yeah, so I feel like uh, there is still time for them to turn it around. It's just two game yeah. weeks. I mean, it's Hopefully. just been two Hopefully. game weeks so far. So let's hope that Southampton do much much better. And uh, yeah. Uh, swiftly moving on, we are going to be talking about Newcastle and Brighton. And yet again, Yasser is going to bring us up to date with what happened there.
3: Uh, yeah, again, uh, Newcastle, Brighton, I was surprised because Brighton ended up winning 3-0 at St. James' Park, which is now called, obviously, uh, Sports Direct Arena. I think uh, it was Brighton were really good in that game. Uh, it was a great game for Brighton. But not a great game for Newcastle. They they just looked off the pace. They had a very flat game. Callum Wilson just missed chances. On the uh-huh. other hand, Brighton had a brilliant game. I think Tarek Lampy again, he's making the right wing backs both yeah. his own. He had such a brilliant game again. I think as a Chelsea fan, I'm really, like, really envious about the fact that he left our club. Yeah. But then you look at ah, we have asked to and at game, so... I think it is a br- brilliant styling for Brighton because they spent only 4 million on him and he's looking like a first team regular now. He's only 19 years old. It's brilliant for them. And uh, Neil Maupay, who's... I think he had a brilliant game. He scored two goals. He uh, he scored the first goal and then he... Which was a penalty and then he scored the second. Uh, which was again... The, uh, Tarek Lampy was again involved in the build up. Yeah, so I think it was a brilliant performance for Brighton and... For the third goal, uh, Neil Murphy got an assist as well. So, Ryan Conley sorted it like he just finessed it in the back of the net. So, I think it is a brilliant win for Brighton. They looked really dangerous against Chelsea as well. And, but it's a, it was a setback for Newcastle after their first, first game win against West Ham. So, I think it's brilliant for Brighton fans. It's brilliant for them to see uh, their club doing so well in the second game. Yeah,
0: and so, I feel like... Uh now that Tarek Lampe is in such good form, it just makes Gareth Southgate's job even more difficult. I mean, yeah, England, I have so. s- England have such brilliant yeah. depth. I mean, have, like,
1: uh, I mean
0: yeah, point. people speak about this so often, but I feel like we need to reiterate this one more time just so that, you know, people can actually understand how good a sport England are in. I mean, they've got the likes of Trent alexander Aaron Von Bissaka, Kyle Walker, They've got, uh, you know, and Max Ahrens, they've got Tariq Lamptainer, Reese James. James. And I mean, the list just goes on and the on. on. on and yeah, and it's on. it's like, yes, who's going to pop exactly. up next? Who's going to pop up next? Like, who is going to add to the... And Max Ahrens is already being linked with Barca. So, uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, until then, uh, let's uh, talk about a fixture. That uh, we pegged out to be the game of the week. And uh, also, uh, there are two sets of fans here. Uh, yeah. Ones that are particularly happy about it. Oh. And uh, one down there that's not. And I think there's just one sole reason that he's not happy about it. Uh, I okay, mean, I
3: have to do this. I mean... I to... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for oh, those yeah. of you
0: who are watching this and don't know, mm. uh, Chelsea announced the signing of Mendy. So... Happy yeah. days, I guess. I mean, let's see how he gets on. Put, put, put on, yeah. kept out also, no? Put on, kept out also. He mm-hmm. nah,
2: 72
1: nah. million. Uh, but coming to the game, the game was, uh, was amazing. Uh, first half was fairly even, I feel. Uh, it was back-to-back. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, the match, I think Chelsea missed a lot of chances. Especially Werner, he got a lot of chances. And he, I feel, was the only one in Chelsea doing any of the attacking. Uh, Other than that, everyone was just—I don't uh, know—they just looked off. And uh, Liverpool, on the other hand, uh, even though the first half was neck to neck, second half they just dominated, especially after the red card of Christiansen. And uh, once Thiago came on, uh, he just kept playing the ball left, right, center, and it was really good to watch. And uh, the assist from Firmino was brilliant, amazing, yeah, amazing. But again, Kepa's mistake again cost the first Yes. Second goal. I honestly
0: wasn't expecting that mistake. Like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere.
1: Like, he could have played it anywhere, but he plays it.
0: Like a silent, slithering RKO. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. Yeah,
3: his, his distribution looked really decent till till that point. Yeah. And then, you know, he does, he does that. And then the entire team just, they just fall down. I mean, they just... It's really bad for the team when you make a mistake, especially
2: that. Fall well, okay.
0: started when Christensen got this, no? Red card. Yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah. the point. And I just want to know from, uh, I just want to ask Yasir this. Like, uh, everybody's so focused on Kepa's, uh, you know, blunder. They forget that Christensen made an equally huge blunder, which caused the yeah. entire team. I mean, uh, should he have let Mane go and try to take a shot onto the goal? Or should he? Yeah, see, that's
3: that's on this uh, uh in decision making i think he could have let him go either kept out or got the ball or he would have gone down the keeper and he would have scored i think that would have been a bad uh, bad ending to the first half but then you had 11 players in the pitch you could go again in the second half yeah. so i mean yeah. it was a really bad call from him but then it was it was the way it was supposed to be and to be
1: fair the ball was in such a way that he wasn't I mean it wasn't obvious that he would score from that situation. Yeah, it was difficult to
0: control I mean uh, the game. only situation I could see him scoring is if he could uh, you know chip it over Kepa. Yeah. Or but, he could have tried to take it around, but he would have probably been fouled by Kepa.
1: But uh, no credit taken from Sardinia, he had a wonderful game. I Absolutely. mean makes yes. his defender, he did it once yes, last season, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But I think he had a solid game. He pocketed one of the entire match. And uh he's looking really solid at the back.
0: He is. And considering that Joe Gomez and uh, Joel Matip are injured, for time I think this is going to be our centre-back partnership for a yeah. few more games to come. Yeah, you know, why is everyone ignoring Thiago, man? Come on. 75
2: <laughs> touches. Brilliant.
0: Uh, for those of you who uh, don't understand why we are not talking about Thiago, I mean, brilliant game, no doubt. But uh, yeah. this man has been tugging himself ever since we've announced the signing of Thiago. Uh, he's been, long yeah, the and he's trust the best, me, uh, me you. and live we are Liverpool fans, but at this point, even we are kind of sick about hearing how good Thiago is from Hari.
1: Yeah,
0: that's all he's been talking about. Mate, calm down, calm down. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Anyways, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, Leicester and uh, Burnley next. Uh, cool. Fixture that's that is also another, being covered by uh, shashik Six goals in the
1: game. It was another amazing match. Uh, two sides who, again, are fairly even in terms of paper though. on teams and paper, I mean. Uh, the match was good. Uh, Burley started off really well. They took the lead. Uh, Christopher Wood, I think, was the one who gave them the lead. Uh, but after that, once Leicester got hold of the game, uh, they dominated. And then uh, they were just, Burnley were just struggling. And uh, Leicester just went left, right, and center and attacking. And they got three goals. Uh, Harvey Barnes had a brilliant game. I feel uh, he was uh, playing with the Leicester defenders. I mean, only defenders. He was just dribbling past them, and it was really fun to watch. Last game, no. <coughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Uh, I mean, his performance was like much improved compared to the last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was the like, complete opposition. Yeah, it was the complete opposite. I think he got none of the match. I'm not sure, but uh, he did That's so well. Uh, compared to the previous match and uh, yeah and James Justin also scored uh, he's looking good he's looking well settled and uh, yeah other than that the game was uh, pretty even there was nothing much other than the line, score line, which was poor too which also says that Burnley do have a lot of fight in them they have shown this last season that uh, they can play well like when they are under a lot of pressure but uh, they have to do something about their defense and stop making goals like this.
0: And uh, for a team that's as physical as Burnley, um, yeah, defending should not be a problem as such. But uh, yeah, we've already seen Sean Dyesh overperform with this team. I mean, the kind of team he has and the results he's getting with it are phenomenal. Uh, nothing to take yeah. away from them. Uh, just a loss probably can recuperate next game week. We've talked about but, so uh, many thrilling fixtures, but uh, yeah, but. You go on.
1: Yeah, but Leicester. Have, uh I mean, right now they're on top of the Premier League
0: table, and yeah. no yeah. one's
1: eyeing Leicester and Everton to win the league this season. But I think we have to keep a watch on them.
0: I mean, I feel like yeah, keeping a watch on them is fair. But I feel like they haven't yeah, faced tougher opponents yet.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So uh, as we can see, the next game week is uh, going to see a Leicester face Manchester City, and that will probably be a season-defining yeah. moment. Because that's where it trailed off. Yeah, because that's where it trailed off for Leicester last season. After the Man City fixture. And uh, let's hope uh, the title race remains as fun as it is right now. I mean, we're just Mm -hmm. two games in. But uh, yeah, we've we've talked about so many interesting fixtures. Uh, Now to talk about a fairly boring one, if I may say so. Uh, Just saw one goal in the game. And I'm talking about Aston Villa versus Sheffield. And we have our man Fawaz covering that one.
1: Yeah, as Aston Villa versus Sheffield, like you said, it was it was a boring game only, but um, it was completely unexpected from Aston Villa. like considering the way they performed last season. I was surprised because they had 18 shots. They had 18 shots. And the way Sheffield played, it was complete opposite of what they, they were doing last season. And uh, even though they won a penalty, uh, and apart from a few few good chances they only had four shots on four shots on goal uh, and they missed the penalty martinez had a good debut and uh, he saved the penalty for them then overall i think aston villa have uh, made a good signing in the who uh, was the championship top scorer last season Thank and uh, he's he made a difference I mean, you could see it against uh, Manu also in the friendly, where where he came, up, he chipped in with a goal, and that was the only goal of the game. So he played really well, and the whole Arsenal team played played really well, much better, very unexpected. And uh, I would like to add this: so teams where when I predicted, like you know, will get relegated this season, I mean, they they showed they showed that they can do wonders. You yeah. you can't you can't just rule them out. I mean, that's what this Premier League early. is. Like, Aston Law, yeah. Brighton, I, I think of Brighton to go down this season, but they played really well. And, uh, sorry, yeah. Aston Law, Brighton, and uh, this thing who were, who were there. Fulham, Fulham also played really well. Yes. So, yeah, you never know. Premier League just gets. More and more exciting. Interesting. Yeah,
0: And I've been talking with the lads, I think, before we shot any of the pod, Before we began with the podcast, we were talking about our predictions. And I predicted that Sheffield will suffer from a second season syndrome. Yeah. And so far, That's it's looking exactly like that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I feel like Chris Wilder has some time. I mean, uh, right now, nothing is guaranteed. Right now, nothing is yes. guaranteed. It's still very early. Yeah, it's still very early to decide who's going to win and who's not. Uh, You know where the teams will finish. But uh, a lot of teams have a lot of figuring out to do in terms of, uh, you know, uh, whether their team is good enough or not. If not, how do they get the best possible results? And uh, next, let's just uh, move on to uh, Wolves versus Manchester City. A befitting end to a brilliant game week which uh, saw the, you know, uh, Premier League Giants, Manchester City face off against Wolves at their home stadium and we've got the blob to cover this one.
2: I would say like Wolves pushed but you know, suffered a 1-3 defeat to City. That would I say. That's yeah. that's my statement for that game. Like you know, City were very, very good at first half but they slowed down to the second half and uh, you know, Wolves made them nervous at the second half, you know, and even, him, he scored one brilliant header, but it was not enough. It was just not enough to do the job. Like in second, first half uh De Bruyne a one-one penalty, he scored it, and then Foden also scored it before Gabriel Jesus' uh, late goal. So I think City's first half dominance affected Wolves a bit, like very much, and then you know later on they became uh, very weak, like I would say sloppy in second half and. Uh, in wolves used it completely like they created a lot of chances but you know just didn't work out for them that would i say really
1: and they were the wolves do against the big team yeah yes exactly the, 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 yeah
0: mm. and considering that they have had such uh, you know brilliant results against city last season i think uh, wolves yeah. pulled a double over they city the, last season
1: they were uh, uh, one of the only two teams. i think united were the only other team
0: so, yeah. yeah yeah proud fan so yeah that
2: yeah, so Yeah, so Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 I will <laughs> Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You I featured here? Featured by Shirita. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will.
1: Oh <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think so. The craziest things happen when we record these podcasts. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, so I would say, you know, Wolves were pretty, like, they put up one good fight, but it was disappointing for them to lose. I, like, in my opinion, it was disappointing. To, to see them lose the game. like In second half, they created so many chances and they ended up losing each one of them except one in which uh, Raul scored. But, you know, it was okay. Like, good win for City, but a very bad one for Wolves despite the performance they put up. Like, they pushed very hard. It was pretty evident. It was pretty evident from the point when De Bruyne scored. They were pushing, they were pushing, but they were just not getting the result. I think bad luck. So yeah, that's what I would say. Wolves pushed but suffered a big defeat. No, one a whole defeat.
3: Ahead of
2: them. And yeah, it's too early to, to predict. I think
3: i Yeah, think I'm really I'm a big yeah
2: exactly. It's gonna it's, it's turning out to be one portable team only. Yeah, yeah but good. I yeah. awesome. that pronunciation.
0: And on that that's note, well with that terrible pronunciation, uh <laughs> we're gonna conclude this review episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed that and uh, what a thrilling conclusion to the second game week and i think one exactly. of the best we've seen so far and yeah uh, <laughs> uh thanks a lot for watching guys that's it for this episode from us please make sure to follow the podcast on what Mbappe 2021 please please A lot happening we will have please to make sell it everything happen. Oh, I, just, I just hope it doesn't uh, a...
3: no shut up then uh, that's why premier I'm not league the is like common yeah Exactly. Anyways, let me conclude. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, anyways, thanks a lot for watching, guys. If you like this episode, please make sure to uh drop a like on this video and also subscribe to our channel if you're new around here. And uh do follow our podcast on uh Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on IGTV where we will be posting a few uh videos. And also, thanks a lot for all your support over the weeks, guys. We really appreciate matters. it. It matters a lot. It matters a lot. lot. And the links to streaming this uh, podcast will be in the bio of our Instagram page at the rate Pretentious Pundits. So do go follow that as well. Uh, Thanks a lot for watching, guys. See you in the next one. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye,
1: guys. See you, guys. Take care.